What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This is Make It Plain. M.I.P. With Massimella Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, part two of our coverage of the Make Good Trouble rally, August 28th, 50th anniversary of the March on Washington. Today we'll hear Congresswoman Corey Bush, Latasha Brown, and Cliff Albright of Black Voters Matter, Alicia Garja of the Black Futures Lab, and Rashad Robinson of Color of Change. If you want to hear part one, check out Friday's Make It Plain. We're in the same place. Just go backwards. The same place where you found today's broadcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I want you to give it up to my congresswoman and your congresswoman from the great state of Missouri, from St. Louis, Missouri and our great congressman from the great state of New York, from the Bronx, give it up for Congresswoman Cori Bush and Jamal Bowman. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, I need it, I need it, I need it. I am the St. Louis Congresswoman Cori Bush and I, I'm gonna start by first of all telling you all why I do what I do. I do what I do because I first love you. And that's important for me to make sure that you understand that, that with because I love you, I put my body on the line for you. Because I love you, I push the envelope. And because I love you, I don't care what people think about me. I just care that you get what you need. And it's because I love you and because I love our communities that I'm the one that you heard led our colleagues in sleeping on the steps of the U.S. Capitol for a few nights to keep that pressure up until we secured those basic protections for 11 million people across this country who were facing violent evictions during a deadly pandemic. We secured those protections, all of us who spoke up and all of us that said, we can't put our people out in the street in the middle of a pandemic and we shouldn't do it, period. 
all of those protections saved lives for three weeks longer than anybody thought was possible. But what happened? Because we have this broken, raggedy system, because Republicans have suppressed our votes, because they don't want us to heal from the violent, ongoing pain that the, that the white supremacy inflicts on our communities daily, Republicans have made the Supreme Court an institution that is failing us as well. So let's be clear, Trump and McConnell were only able to stack this court so unfairly because stacking so unfairly against our communities through the suppression of our votes, through the suppression of black votes. And to be clear, suppression of black votes is the perpetuation of white supremacist violence. Let me say that again, it is, it is the perpetuation of white supremacist violence. So we're making it plain. Right here on the mall of the US Capitol, right here, right here, saying, in the name of giants whose shoulders we are standing on, as you hear my voice in this moment, we're making it plain so that the Republican Party of voter suppression, that's what I call them, that they know that we see their voter suppression for exactly what it really is. It's white supremacist violence. And we're demanding freedom and liberation of all systems of white supremacist tyranny. We demand to live free of the suppression of our voices. We demand to live free of racist policing in our communities. We demand to live free from systems, from systems of food, education, and healthcare apartheid that's killing us. I don't think y'all wanna be free, I can't hear you. We demand to live free. We're also demanding freedom from policy violence, freedom from the racist Senate uh, procedural tool that's called the filibuster. Freedom from that Jim Crow relic that is blocking the For the People Act, blocking the John Lewis Civil Rights Advancement Act, blocking statehood for Washington, D.C., blocking too many of the long overdue policies that our communities need, that we need passed right now to save our lives. So let me say this. We will not stop pushing for freedom. We will not stop pushing for liberation for all of us. Liberation from evictions, liberation from poverty, liberation from the suppression of our votes and our work. It starts by making sure that every single last anti-black, racist, white supremacist voter suppression law in this country is abolished. Abolish it now. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Congresswoman Cori Bush. One of the primary organizations responsible for pulling us together on this sacred day, in this sacred space, is Black Voters Matter. And I know we all have seen Cliff Albright and Latasha Brown on MSNBC, but we've also seen them out here in these streets. And they're doing the important work of getting 
our voters out. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you what they told me. It's not up to them to keep mobilizing voters to vote for Democrats when the Democrats won't do what they're supposed to do and get rid of the filibuster. So that's what we have to consider. Are they ready? Look like they, we're trying to get them to the stage, but they being mobbed right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to bring forward my comrades in arms. 58 years ago, there was a voting rights movement fighting for the same things we're fighting for today. Same thing, ain't nothing changed. How did that happen? How has nothing changed? Please welcome representing, as I lose my voice, Black Voters Matter, Latasha Brown, and Cliff Albright. Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright, hear ye them. What's going on? When I say black voters, you say matter. Black voters, black voters. When I say love, you say power. Love, love. We are so excited to be here with y'all on this historic day. We are so excited. We wish we could be here though on a day where we could just commemorate and celebrate. But unfortunately today is not that day because we still got work to do. And so here we are at a moment, a historic moment, we are in a battle for our voting rights, in a moment where we see voter suppression sweeping all across this country. Y'all know the deal, 48 states, over 400 bills. In this moment, us being here and making good trouble is more important than ever. And part of our message around making good trouble has got to be about that filibuster. I'm gonna say it again, about that filibuster that is blocking progress on the things that we need to advance our interests. And we got to ask the question, how long? And in asking that question, we also got to answer our own question. We got to be able to say, not long. How long are we going to let this filibuster block our progress on voting rights? Not long. How long are we going to let a filibuster that has been around blocking progress on civil rights acts ever since 1874, ever since Strom Thurmond did his, his talking and his walking and his standing filibuster, how long are we going to let it continue to do so? We got to ask, how long are we going to let the same filibuster that's been used for decades to block lynching legislation, anti-lynching legislation, in fact, as recently as just a year ago to block anti-lynching legislation. How long? How long? But if we are going to truly have the answer be not long, we got to recognize something, y'all. Right now, today, obviously, we're commemorating the, the, the March on Washington in 63, and there's going to be a lot of folks talking about the I Have a Dream speech, and it's a powerful speech, but I got to be honest. Can I be with honest with y'all today? The thing I'm thinking about is not the words that Dr. King spoke in 1963 on this day, but I'm thinking about the words that he wrote just a few months earlier in his letter from Birmingham jail. That's what's on my spirit today. 
Because in that letter, Dr. King told us about the importance of nonviolent direct action. He told us the lengths that we'd have to go if we were trying to get the rights that we deserve. He told us that we'd have to be willing to have a, a certain tension, a certain conflict, that we'd have to be willing to engage in certain actions that might make folk feel uncomfortable. But you can't have the harvest without the rain. We got to be willing to have that creative tension. A, a, a loving tension, because it is out of that tension that we create motion. And that is what we need right now. We have got to be willing to hit the streets. We have got to be willing. You just heard from a couple of folks, a couple of members of the Congressional Caucus, the Congressional Black Caucus. We've had four members of that caucus get arrested with us out in these streets over the past four or five weeks. And guess what? We need that and a lot more. We need everybody who's out here today to commit to civil disobedience. We have got to commit to being ungovernable because they are trying to take us back to a period where we had no rights. And so we have got to commit in every city that's represented out here, from East Coast to West Coast, from North to South, from city to rural area, we have got to be willing to hit the streets to lock arms, to go in front of Senate offices and in front of congressional offices. We have got to be willing to put our bodies at risk. We have got to be willing to go to jail if once. We have got to be willing to do what our friends at Until Freedom did a couple of weeks ago when they blocked the streets at the D.C. airport. We have got to send a message that we will not be governable until they give us the voting rights that we demand. They don't have the power. We got the power. The only question is, are we willing to use it? And so there may come a day when the answer to that question is, no, Cliff, I'm not willing to use that power. I'd rather just sit in the corner and complain about it. That day may come, but guess what? Today is not that day. There may come a day where we decide that we are more concerned about the comfort of, of, of just being about the comfort of letting somebody else engage in civil disobedience and not stepping up and demanding our human rights. That day may come, but guess what? Today is not that day. There may come a day where we turn our backs on the, on the history that was made right here in this sacred space by so many people that risk so much. There may come a day where we disrespect that and we say, no, we're okay with being taken back to slavery. That day may come, but guess what? Today is not that day. So I need everybody here who believes in freedom, everybody here who believes that you've got a role to play in ending the filibuster, in civil disobedience, in being ungovernable. If you believe that you've got a role to play, I need you to put a fist up and say real loud, say, I am. An organizer. Say, I am an organizer. Once more, say, I am an organizer. Now let's leave here and get it done, y'all. I love y'all. Be
Well, the first thing I did right was the day I started to fight. Keep your eyes on the prize and hold on, hold on. Well, the last thing I did wrong, I stayed in the wilderness a day too long. Keep your eyes on the prize and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep your eyes on the prize and hold on, hold on. Family. You know, I wanted today, even as I've been thinking, I'm going to be honest with y'all. My soul is grieving right now. That normally when I get up here, I'm ready to fire it up. Because I'm a fighter, y'all. I know how to fight. I know how to get in the streets and fight. Even when I think about this nation, we know how to fight, right? We know how to stand in the streets and to protest. We know how to fight abroad. We know how to fight domestically. But what was in my spirit right now? It's do we know how to love? Can we love America? Can we teach this nation to love? My soul is grieving in this moment right now as we paid a trillion dollars on a war in name of where we're gonna protect democracy and help establish a democracy abroad. Yet right now, as a black citizen in this nation, I've got less rights right now than I did in 1965. My soul grieves because the highest court in this land said that it is okay for millions of people to be on the brink of being homeless, to be kicked out because they made and came against a moratorium of eviction. America, can you love? Do you even know what love is? I stand in a nation that as I look at the mall and as I look at the White House, that very house was built by my ancestors for free on their backs when they were paid nothing. America, can you love? Do you know how to love? I am in a nation that we are dealing with the greatest pandemic we have ever had in the last hundred years. And we are so selfish and full of ourselves and don't have enough love in our hearts that we can't even put on a damn mask to save somebody's life. The question is, can you learn how to love? And I'm saying that because the moment we learn how to love y'all, is the moment that we will unleash all the power that the people got, that we can change, that we won't just be talking about elections and the transaction of election, we will be talking about transformative politics. And so as you all are listening right now, I just want you all to close your eyes. I do this everywhere. And I want you to close your eyes. My question to you, what would America look like without racism? My question to you is what would this nation look like if we actually have the value of a love for humanity? How would we treat our poor? 
How will we treat those that are on the margins of society? How will we treat those that are suffering? How will we treat each other? So brothers and sisters, yes, I want to have a message so bad to tell you let's fight. We got to fight. We got to fight for our right to vote. We got to fight for these issues. But what's in my spirit today is to remind you and to ask you the question, can you fight? But also, can you love? Can you love each other? Can we love enough that where we can radically reimagine every single system in this country so that we can create a system that is really rooted in justice and fairness and equality for all of us? So I started that song, Freedom, because y'all, we still fighting for this. Here we are in 2021, and our people are being attacked right now. Hundreds of thousands of people in Georgia have been dropped from the voting rolls because they participated in an election. We got millions of people that have been locked away and have become a whole industry where folks are literally still making money off our bodies. So I say that to you. Yeah, this ain't just the moment for us to say, how are we going to protest? This is the moment for us to really think about how are we going to transform this nation? And the transformation starts with us, where we decide that all human beings desire to be treated with dignity and respect. All these governments, they will fall. We will have a government that is, that is representative to all of us. The Republicans ain't something we ain't seen before. When we get in alignment, when we come together against our differences, y'all, but rooted in this idea of love, we will be able to transform and change the world. So I leave you with something that Dr. King said, that oftentimes we use at the work that we do at Black Voters Matter. And if you don't remember anything else I've said, Power without love is reckless and abusive. And love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice and justice at its best is power correcting everything that stands against love. Y'all, we got work to do. If you love your community, say I do. If you love justice, say I do. If you love the idea that we can create a stronger and a better America, say I will. When I say love, you say power and love. Love. When I say power, you say love. Power. Power. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Be blessed. More MIP after this message. Hey there, I'm Nadia Komodo. Check out my show, Tigress, which is basically my unfiltered and unapologetic journey of being a work in progress. Like, I hope that I am authentic and I try to be as unfiltered as I possibly can. I am so passionate about what I do, from talking about periods to wanting to build community around the cause to 
loving the business that I'm working on. Tune in each week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are streamed. Two of our partners in this. In 1963, everybody came together, all of the organizations. That's what we tried to do here in this very sacred space on which we stand. Two organizations who are working every day, every single day for our people. We would do well to hear from them right now. We will first hear representing Black Futures Lab, Alicia Garza, and representing Color of Change, who keeps us organized and mobilized online, always with an assignment for us, our brother Rashad Robinson. Please welcome my comrades, Alicia and Rashad. Welcome them warmly, please. Hear ye them. How we doing? Let me try that again. How we doing, y'all? Y'all ain't tired, right? All right, let's go. So good afternoon, and thank you to all of the organizations who brought us together today to make good trouble. My name is Alicia Garza. I'm the principal at the Black to the Future Action Fund and the Black Futures Lab, and I'm one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter Global Network. And I believe that black people deserve to be powerful in every aspect of our lives. Now we're here today because yes, we want Congress to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. And yes, we need Congress to pass the For the People Act. And yes, we must have statehood for DC. And though, bigger than that, we are here today because we intend to build power and we intend to use our power. Are y'all with me? We got to change how power works so that never again will anybody be denied their right to be fully human. Now, I don't have to tell y'all that protecting our right to vote is about power. Power is about making the rules and changing the rules. It's about deciding where resources go and where they don't go. Power is about deciding who represents us and what agenda they represent us on. Power is about who controls the story of who we are and who we can be together. It has always been about power, my friends, and the desire of a small group of people to hold all the power at the expense of you and me and the rest of us. Y'all, if they can keep power, they know they can steal more resources from our communities, am I right? If they can keep power, they know they can keep us from having the health care we need, am I right? If they can keep power, they know they can keep us from the reparations we demand, am I right? If they can keep power, they can keep us from gender equality, am I right? They can keep us from housing, am I right? They can keep us from jobs if they keep our power, is that correct? They know that to keep their power, they gotta work hard to leave us out and leave us behind. That's why they rigged the rules, my friends so that we don't ever get ahead. Now they are working hard to keep us from our power, so we got to work even harder to build even more power so that we can unrig those rules. Am I right? 
Y'all ready to unrig the rules? Now on this historic anniversary of the first march on Washington, please let us remember that history repeats itself until and unless people intervene to create a new path. Back then, President Lyndon B. Johnson told organizers he did not have the power to pass voting rights. But our people took our power and we were relentless in our pursuit of justice. We did not allow process to interrupt progress. Now today we face the same dilemma, the same challenges, the same rhetoric. They wanna use bipartisanship as an excuse to not be bold with the power that we delivered in November and we delivered in January, am I right? <clears throat> this is not about bipartisanship, it's about the cowardice of people who know better but refuse to do better. We know they wanna keep us from being powerful, so what do we do when we see our representatives lack the courage and the will to do the right thing? Well, as one of my mentors always says to me, it sounds like they need to be strengthened. So let's strengthen them, y'all. After this march today, light up those phones, clog those emails, hold vigils if you have to. Bird dog them everywhere they go. Every single day until we win. We got to keep fighting until victory is won because there is too much at stake. When we fight, we win. Let's give it up one more time for our, our girl, Alicia Garza. How are we doing, everyone? Are we here to fight? Are we here to stand up? Are we here to build power? My organization, Color of Change, which is driven by over 7 million members, black folks and allies of every race, was founded in the aftermath of a flood. It's over 16 years ago, just over 16 years ago, that hit the Gulf Coast as we watch Ida move its way to the Gulf Coast today. After Hurricane Katrina, we watched as black folks were on their roofs, literally begging for the government to do something and they were left to die. Those images are still seared in so many of our minds and the thing about that is that we knew the stories that were being told, the stories of geographic segregation, of generational poverty, of all the ways in which our voting power were suppressed. But at the heart of Katrina and at the heart of so many of those moments, no one was nervous about disappointing black people. And that's part of what we have to change. That is part of why we have to channel the presence and the visibility of this moment into the power to change the rules and to not accept charitable solutions to structural problems, to not accept those in power to say we just need to work harder and fight harder during elections and not remove the barriers that prevent us from actually being able to count our votes. To not think that there was a good old days to voting when we all got to get to the polls, but to recognize that there is no going back, there is only going forward. You know, this is a powerful community to behold. The leaders all across this country who are standing up and fighting, the love in this crowd, it makes me believe that we can win. It makes me believe that no matter what the opposition we face, that change is possible. And we haven't gotten so close to winning 
just by making the right argument. We got here by making the right movement and building the right kind of power. Every time we come together like this as people, as black people, as folks of color, as people of all races, allies of all people, it is because we have an answer that America needs to hear. People in this town can lose their way. We have to remind them who they work for and who sent them here and what will happen if they don't do what we need them to do. When a question that shouldn't even be a question comes up, we have to answer it for them, loud and clear with our bodies and all of our voices. So here's the question. Do we want the rules of voting to change every time a corporation doesn't get their way? Every time a smaller and smaller group of extremist white people want to change and bring us to the past? Right now, if you live in Georgia and you're black, and if the right wing doesn't like how you think you're, they're gonna vote, they can try to make sure you don't. And that's true of so many places. We can't trust corporations to regulate themselves, and we can't trust the right wing to control our elections. Do we, want to be, do we want them to be able to change the rules whenever they don't get their way? Our answer is no, but our answer can't just be no. Our answer has to be DC statehood. Our answer has to be guaranteeing the freedom to vote for every single person. Our answer has to be ending felony disenfranchisement. Our answer has to be putting an end to everything corporate Republicans do to silence and throw away our votes. Our answer has to be ending the filibuster. Those are the only acceptable answers for anyone who claimed to care about black voters. Black power makes this country stronger by making sure this country makes good on the promises of fairness, equity, and justice for all. Corporate power, regardless of wherever the pretty ads come from that have our faces in it, they are a threat. They are a threat because corporate executives know that a crowd like this, a movement like this, can force them to have to play by the rules. The people all around the country standing up, signing petitions, calling their representatives, have the power to change the rules, have the power to change the course. And so that is why we are here now, to be loud and clear, telling corporations that they can't pander to black people while they prey on us, that our freedoms are not up for sale, and telling our democratic leaders that they can't pander to black voters and then ignore black voices. Congressman Lewis, I just want to end here, that Congressman Lewis, I believe that his greatest legacy is not anything that he did, although he did so much. And the biggest legacy of this first march wasn't all the people that came out and stood up and even the policies that were passed. Their legacy is us. Their legacy is how we show up now faced with the challenges. The legacy that they left us is how we continue to show up to channel the presence of this moment into the power to change the rules, to build a new level of power and force those in office to be nervous about disappointing us. We can change the course of this future, but only if we work together. Thank you. Let's hear it for Rashad and Alicia. Folks, follow the Black Futures Lab. Get on their website and social media and Color of Change. If you want to stay informed about what's going on, you want to follow Black Futures Lab and Color of Change. Amen. Give them another round of applause. Now, the good trouble we've seen out of this next group 
has been truly in the tradition of John Lewis. We wish the Democrats in the Senate had this kind of courage. They walked out of the Texas House to prevent the passage of this egregious piece of legislation. Now, some of the Democrats went back in. We ain't figured it out yet why they did it. Lord have mercy. But we want to hear from those who are still staying out. Their families are sacrificing their absence. They are holding strong because the Texas legislation is some of the most egregious in the country. In this whole network of dozens of pieces of legislation to end our voting rights. We want to hear now, in the order they will choose, these are the Texas House members, Democrats, Penny Morales Shaw, Anna Maria Ramos, Jasmine Crockett, and Ron Reynolds. Please welcome them all for their courage and for the good trouble they've made. Hear ye them. Well, hello, everyone. We are so excited to be here on this hallowed ground where once the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., John Lewis, and many others stood here on the heels of justice to make good and necessary trouble. You know, I reflect and I remember the words of Dr. King when he said that the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands during moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands during times of challenge and controversy. And I'll submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that even in 2021, not 58 years ago, but today we stand in great times of challenge and controversy because you can't tell me that we've reached his dream where people will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. When you see Black Lives Matter, peacefully protesting after the brutal death of George Floyd, treated with brutal hostility by men and women in uniform. And then you juxtapose that with the insurrectionists that stormed our Capitol on January the 6th that were treated with almost kid gloves. So yes, we stand here continuing to fight for justice and inequality. We continue to speak truth to power. We continue to use the words of our scripture from Proverbs 31, 8 and 9, when it says, speak out for the one who cannot speak, for the rights of those who are doomed. Speak out, judge fairly, and defend the rights of oppressed and needy people. And that is just what we did as Texas legislators. We walked out to stand up for justice. We will not continue to be suppressed in 2021, not on our watch. We will not go back to dark days of Jim Crow and voter suppression, not on our watch. We will not allow them to revise history where black and brown people were suppressed. So thank you for standing up. And now we demand that the, the United States Senate pass H.R. 1, the For the People Act, and H.R. 4, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Thank you and God bless you. More MIP after this message. Good afternoon, everyone. Assalamu alaikum. May peace and blessings be upon you. I am a proud troublemaker yeah. from Brooklyn, New York. I make trouble every day with the great people at Until Freedom. I make good trouble every day with Empower Change, which is the largest Muslim-led social justice organization in the United States of America. 
and we are here because it is a hot summer. I know it's hot out here, folks, but 58 years ago, people stood on this very lawn and it was hot. And there are people who sacrificed for us to be here today. What we will not do is allow those in power to take our voting rights from us today. People will say, does voting matter? Does my vote matter? If your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying to take your vote away from you. And we are here to tell both Democrats and Republicans, you work for us, you work for the American people, we do not work for you. And more specifically to the Democratic Party, it was abolitionists who were knocking doors in Georgia. It was immigrant rights activists on the streets of Virginia and Pennsylvania and in Michigan. So when you tell us that you don't want us to say defund the police or abolish ICE, know what you're saying is that you don't stand with those that helped elect you to the offices that you hold. We are not tired. This was a family reunion of frontline organizers. We've been in out the entire summer getting arrested. Some of us got arrested at least a dozen times just since January of this year. This was never about Donald Trump for us. This was about ending fascist policies and the targeting of black and brown and poor communities in the United States of America. So let's to be clear, we are not loyal to political parties. We are loyal to the communities that we come from. And I will end by saying that let history record that Muslim Americans were at the front lines of justice for all communities. What we need in this moment is courage. We need you to be unapologetic. We need you to come to the front lines. We need you to give up just like those before you gave up everything so that you can stand here today at the Lincoln Memorial and put your fist in the air and say justice for all. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Give it up for Linda Sarsour, y'all. I, can, I can't hear y'all in the back. Give it up for Linda Sarsour. No justice. No justice. No justice. No justice. And if they don't get no, if we don't get no justice, then they don't get no damn peace. My name is Tamika Danielle Mallory, and I am one of the four co-founders of Until Freedom. Let's give Until Freedom some love today, along with all the other organizations that dare to call a march on this day, to call a rally and ask you all to be here, and you keep coming 58 years later. The baton has been passed, and we will not drop it. We will continue to fight. There was one family that was here today, but because of the health concerns of one sister, they had to leave in this heat. But we must, must pay homage to and give honor to our sister, Atatiana Jefferson, whose life was taken too soon in Dallas, Texas. Her sisters, Amber and Ashley, were with us today. Let's give them some love for continuing the fight for Atatiana Jefferson. Now, there are many reasons why people have gathered here in Washington, D.C. today. 
all over Washington people have been standing up for justice. Some wanted to honor the legacy of our great leaders, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., A. Philip Randolph, Dr. Dorothy Irene Height, and others, and of course, Congressman John Lewis, who told us to get into good trouble. So some came to commemorate. Others came to hear speakers because they wanted to be inspired. Some of you are frustrated with the political process. Some have the Republican leadership on their grievance list because of the intentional obstruction of justice by that party. Some have particular people within the, the Republican Party on their list of folks they want to fight. Those who day in and day out work to enhance the lives of the rich and famous and to decrease the quality of life for black and brown people. Those who are working hard to take away our right to vote because they know that if we ever recognize our power at the polls, we can shut this whole damn thing down. And while today is a nonpartisan rally, and we are not here to solicit any support for any party or particular candidate, I want you all to know why I personally came to Washington, D.C. today. I want you to know why Until Freedom decided to be a part of this great coalition so that we could call this rally today. Sure, we will continue to protest Mitch McConnell and his followers like the Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, who should be charged criminally for what he did to Breonna Taylor and her family. Sure, we will continue to call Tim Scott out for faking like he loves black people but standing against us on every single turn. Sure, we will stand up to Marjorie Taylor Greene and tell her she better get out of Cori Bush's face. Respect black women and know where you learned all that you know from. It came from us. Black mothers fed your babies. Bow down. But for the purpose of today, I didn't come to talk to the Republicans because I didn't vote for them. I don't donate to their campaigns and I haven't helped any of their candidates win an election. I came here with a letter to the Democratic Party. I want to talk to the Democrats today. You see, I remembered Fannie Lou Hamer's words when she said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. 94% of black women continue in an abusive relationship with the Democratic Party. We are trapped in an abusive relationship. You keep on lying to us and telling us to work hard, to fight for you, to stand with you. And when it's time for you to be courageous and bold and stand up for us, we can't find you. You wiggle and you waver. We are sick and tired of being sick and tired. We are sick and tired of you coming to us with excuse after excuse. Now the filibuster is in our way. We are sick and tired of our children being targets of police violence while Senator Cory Booker jokes about defunding the police, which might be the only thing that will save our lives. We are sick and tired of having to fight this same fight over and over again for our right to vote. This has been going on too long. Enough is enough. So we have come to tell the Democrats that we are sick and tired of you as well. 
stop pointing at others and telling us to look at them. No, we're looking at you. Our people have been too committed to your party, and we have not received justice, and you have not done your job on our behalf. Chuck Schumer, you may have position, but the people have the power. Do your job. Nancy Pelosi, you may be in position, but the people have the power. President Biden, you may be in position today, but remember what you promised us. Remember who carried you. Vice President Harris, you need to know I voted for you. I didn't vote for a 70-year-old white man. I went to the polls and I voted for you. Your promise to me is why I voted. Know that black people as you stand here, frustrated. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. We are tired and you got every damn right to tell me that I'm out of my mind when I ask you to vote for any of these individuals. But know that we have the power. You see, the bus driver in Montgomery, Alabama was in position, but Rosa Parks had the power. You see, the slave owners had position, but Harriet Tubman had the power. We have the power, people, if we unify and we stand together. There is nothing that they can do. Let's be intentional when we leave this space of not working separately, of not looking at who can do what better, but of look, looking at the way in which if we come together, we can shift this entire nation. I'm tired, but I won't stop. 58 years later, I know that the baton has been passed to me, whether you like it or not, whether you like me or not. Doesn't matter if you wanna be my friend. I got the baton and I'm gonna lead. And you know what? We all together, if we stand, we can win. God bless you brothers and sisters. Go back to where you came from and pause hell and make good trouble. God bless you, go in peace. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.